Good morning. Our service this morning is taken from the Epiphany Liturgy Booklet. Uh, if you don't have a paper copy, uh, it's available as a link in the chat bar. From the rising of the sun, even unto the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. In every place incense shall be offered unto my name. Pure offering for my name shall be great among the heathen, saith the Lord of hosts. Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. The Lord hath manifested forth his glory. O come, let us adore him. Together the Echideos, found in the booklet. O Lord, I will praise thee, though thou wast angry with me. Thine anger is turned away, and thou didst comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord God is my strength and my song. He has also become my salvation. Therefore with joy shall he draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall ye say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name. Declare his doings among the people. Make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our psalm for this morning is Psalm 85, found on page 446 of the Book of Common Prayer. Lord, thou art become gracious into thy land. Thou hast turned away the captivity of Jacob. Thou hast forgiven the offense of thy people and covered all their sins. Thou hast taken away all thy displeasure and turned thyself from thy wrathful indignation. Turn us then, O God, our Savior, and let thine anger cease from us. Wilt thou be displeased at us forever? Wilt thou stretch out thy wrath from one generation to another? Wilt thou not turn again and quicken us, that thy people may rejoice in thee? Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. I will hearken what the Lord God will say, for he shall speak peace unto his people and to his saints that they turn not against unto foolishness. For his salvation is nigh them that fear him, that glory may dwell in our land. Mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Truth shall flourish out of the earth, and righteousness hath looked down from heaven. Yea, the Lord shall show loving kindness, and our land shall give her increase. Righteousness shall go before him, and shall direct his going in the way. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be.
world without end. Amen. Here begins the 42nd chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah. Behold, my servant whom I uphold, my elect one in whom my soul delights, I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the Gentiles. He will not cry out, nor raise his voice, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and smoking flax he will not quench. He will bring forth justice for truth. He will not fail, nor be discouraged, till he has established justice in the earth, and the coastlands shall wait for his law. Thus says God the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread forth from the earth and that which comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it and spirit to those who walk on it. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness and will hold your hand. I will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the Gentiles, to open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the prison those who sit in darkness from the prison house. I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory I will not give to another, nor my praise to carved images. Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Here is the first lesson. Today I'm Laudamus. We praise thee, O God, we acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To thee cherubim and seraphim continually do cry. Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise thee. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee. The noble army of martyrs praise thee. The holy church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee. Father of an infinite majesty, thine adorable true and only Son, also the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. Thou art the King of glory, O Christ. Thou art the everlasting Son of the Father. When thou tookest upon thee to deliver man, thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin. When thou hast overcome the sharpness of death, thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. We believe that thou shalt come to be our judge. We therefore pray thee, help thy servants, whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save thy people and bless thine heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee, and we worship thy name ever world without end. Outsafe, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us, as our trust is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted. Let me never be confounded. Here begins the 13th verse of the third chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, 
and are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Here ends the second lesson. Jubilate Deo. O be joyful in the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before his presence with a song. Be ye sure that the Lord, he is God, is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Who go your way into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and speak good of his name. The Lord is gracious, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth from generation to generation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. Third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, who by the leading of a star didst manifest thy only begotten Son to the Gentiles, mercifully grant that we, who now know thee by faith, may after this life have the fruition of thy glorious Godhead, through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults or enemy that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight. 
Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Good morning. Today we're in the second day of the Epiphany season. Since the length of the Epiphany season depends on the date of Ash Wednesday, which in turn depends on Easter, in our prayer book we can have as few as one Sunday and as many as six Sundays before we begin the pre-Lenten season that Deacon Bob has termed the, jes termed the Jessimas, Septuagesima, Sexagesima, and Quincogesima. This year we have four Sundays and 29 days of Epiphany before Septuagesima on February 5th. The Collect for the Octave of Epiphany refers to the leading of the star. We tend to associate this season with the song, We Three Kings, and the wise men in our nativity set. However, Epiphany means much more than that. Massey Hamilton Shepherd, the great liturgy scholar of the mid-20th century, wrote the definitive commentary on our prayer book. For the season of Epiphany, he writes, Epiphany means manifestation or appearance, and the feast of this name is in origin and in essence a festival celebrating the manifestation of its Savior and Redeemer to the world. So during the feast, the octave of Epiphany and the season of the Epiphany, we are remembering and celebrating how Christ became incarnate to save not just the people of Israel, but in fact the whole world. Professor Shepherd says that the colic is translated from the Latin liturgy at the end of the first millennium. It has its origin in the systemization of the liturgy in the Western Church under Charlemagne in the 8th century Aachen, Germany, and a 10th century edition of an altar book now held in the Vatican Library. Professor Shepherd offers this comment on this early collect. Not only does the original draw a fine contrast between faith and sight, but it gives an interesting comparison of the wise men led by the sight of the star with ourselves being led to the vision of God by the gift of faith. Collect was used for the Octave of Epiphany until 1549, and then the Octave was restored in the American Prayer Book of 1928, the one that we use. Our Old Testament reading today is from the prophet Isaiah, and every year we read from his book starting in Advent. As you recall, Isaiah is one of several books that predict the coming Messiah to save Israel, first from its idolatry of the late period of the kings, and then of the captivity of the northern and later southern kingdom in Assyria and Babylonia, respectively. Those in captivity were expecting that their salvation would bring the restoration of the kingdom of Israel and its special place with God in the world. And in fact, the Babylonian exile ended and a second temple was built in the 6th century BC, but this restored kingdom was a shadow of its greatness under David and Solomon. So today's passage of Isaiah refers to the coming of my elect one and the restoration of God's relationship with his people. However, we read this passage every morning on the day after the peace of the Epiphany because it's one of several passages of Isaiah that mention that God will also be coming to save the Gentiles. In the language of that day, saving the Gentiles means saving the whole world, both Jew and Gentile. Here the reference to the Gentiles is explicit. Verse 1 says, Behold my servant whom I repulled, my elect one in whom my soul delights, I have put my spirit upon him, he will bring forth justice to the Gentiles. Well, verse 6 says, I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness and will hold your hand. I will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the Gentiles. 
That last phrase sounds familiar. It should, since it's quoted in the Song of Simeon that we say every evening prayer in the Nuc Dimittis. As captured by Luke's Gospel, the Song of Simeon ends with, For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. This brings us to the New Testament. There are many passages of the Gospel that point to Christ being sent to save the Gentiles. These include his ministry to the Samaritans, and of course St. Paul's dramatic conversion and many epistles about his ministry to take the good news of Christ's resurrection to the Gentiles. One of those passages, as I mentioned, is the Song of Simeon, an aged and devoted temple-goer who holds the baby Jesus and testifies to his greatness and call to reach the whole earth. The event it records was the purification of Mary, the visit of a new mother to the temple 40 days after childbirth. The Luke passage for the presentation of Christ in the temple, including the Song of Simeon, is read for the service on February 3rd, which the English call Candle Mass, observed 40 days after Christmas. As it turns out, this is always before Ash Wednesday, which as it earliest occurs on February 6th. Another manifestation to the Gentiles is, of course, the visitation of the Magi, which the Western Church observes every year on January 6th. We don't know exactly when this happened, and it could have happened much after the birth of baby Jesus. If Herod slaughtered the holy innocents, all baby boys near Bethlehem between ages 0 and 2, then that suggests that Magi may have come to Jerusalem and met with Herod many months after Jesus was born in the manger. But this morning's reading refers to an epiphany or manifestation much later in the life of Jesus. In fact, when he is an adult, about to begin his public ministry. The baptism of Jesus by John in the River Jordan is one of the few major events recorded by all four of the Gospels. Eastern Church refers to this event as the Theophany, and rather than the gift of the Magi, this is what they observe on January 6th every year. For the season of Epiphany, the key passage of today's readings are the final two verses. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice from heaven came, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. So here the Epiphany is not who Jesus came to save, but his very nature. With this final sign, it is manifestly clear that Jesus is not just a prophet, but the beloved Son of the God of Israel. From this one event, Christians draw the distinction between Jesus, the God of the, God the, sorry, Jesus, God the Son, who was incarnate as Jesus of Nazareth, God the Father, who is known as Yahweh, the God of Israel, and here we get glimpses of the Spirit of God, i.e. God the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. So in just two days of the liturgical year, we've enjoyed a real epiphany. Jesus is part of the blessed Trinity that created the heavens and the earth, and he is the God of the whole world who was sent to save us all. That really is an epiphany. We now return to the epiphany book on page 10. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. 
Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same, in his vocation and ministry, may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy on the faithful departed, and grant them an entrance into the land of light and joy, and the fellowship of thy saints, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving-kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ. For the means of grace and for the hope of glory, and we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining us this morning on the second day of Epiphany. Thank you to Britt and Carl for making this morning's worship possible. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Joel. Thank you for Thank that you. historical teaching. <laughs> That's yes. great. Well, Thank you, too. Nicely done, Dr. Joel. <laughs> Thanks, Joel. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Joel. Good day, everybody. That's it, because he has a lot of different estimates.